Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey everyone, Brennan here, and on this episode of I Love Alt Mortgages, I am joined by Enzo Raponi, co-owner of Rock Mortgages. In this episode, Enzo will share with us the power of advertising through social media and his transparent, educational approach to helping his clients, all thanks to his trusty whiteboard. Plus, we talk about how instead of going the path of lease resistance with private lending, it's important to find the right fit for the client based on their unique circumstances. Okay, rapid fire questions. Okay, is a hot dog a sandwich or just a hot dog? Just a hot dog. Why? Well, because a sandwich is like salami, mortadella, like steaks. <laughs> when I think of hot dogs, I think hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. So a ketchup, mustard, relish, that's the first thing that comes to my head. So I would have to say it's a hot dog. And if someone were to write a book about you, what would the title be? So God bless them. And if they were to write a book about <laughs> me, it would be, oh my God, the inside of Enzo Pony's head. <laughs> and how it functions. Is, is there a lot of things going on inside? Oh my, it doesn't stop. My brain, like I am like... Mr. Anxiety. Yeah? Yeah, my brain does not stop. It's okay. like bang, 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 bang. It's always firing off like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Is it normal right. to wake up like three times a night and just always think about like a thousand things or am I the only guy? No, all the time. Okay, so thank God I'm not I the only person on this podcast. All right, we're going to get into it. So hi, everybody. My name is Brennan Trenuth, and this is I Love Alt Mortgages. I'm here with Enzo Raponi from Rock Mortgages. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you jumping in here. Let's get started. So I know that everybody will want to know, how did you get into the mortgage industry? Like, How did you get to this point in your life? Well, it's funny. I actually used to work in the non-for-profit sector till about 2015, 2016. And then my brother said to me, hey, you know what? He used to work in a bank. And he used to say, hey, come on over to the bank side. And I always liked credit and dealing with credit. And then when I started to see how it all worked, I just picked it up and away I went. Worked in the bank business for a little bit, but I decided that the brokerage channel was more for me and my fit because I was more trying to find a solution for the client. When I was with the A-Banks, it was more kind of in the box thinking. And I was always like, you know what? I need to figure out their solutions. I need to figure out their problems. And what I would do is say, you know what? Here are your issues. Here are your problems. I would end up fixing it for them, right? So that's the reason how I got into it. Okay, that's very cool. Very cool. So how long have you been brokering then for? How many years now? So I started brokering January 2017. Almost into five years now. almost into five years. So when you first made that switch from the bank over into brokering, what were a couple of like, you know, the tough situations or tough challenges that you faced when you first got into Uh, that brokering? Oh man, that is a great question because to this day I think about it all the time. When people come into an A bank, they never assume that they're going to pay a fee to go into a bank. When I went into the broker channel, I noticed that there were fees and I noticed that the interest rates were a little bit higher than the A lenders. It was shocking to me that people were paying private money, B money. And then when I realized why they were paying it, it just made so much more sense. And I felt more comfortable having the conversation with the clients. Right. And you own your brokerage right now, co-owner it with your brother, Mark, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, my brother, Mark Raponi. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. And why did you guys decide to open up your own brokerage? 
Well, you know, in 2017, 2018, when we were working for our other broker, you know, he was great. He taught us so many great things and he taught us the business. When I started knowing that we can actually help individuals get out of the situations or help individuals purchase investments, properties, or even just get into a home, it started to feel fulfilling for us. And then we decided, you know what, you know, maybe it's time for us to take a step back, look at opening up our own brokerage and went to go do my principal broker course and uh, kind of the rest is history. Yeah, so and, and it's been going very well for you so far? Yeah, we're doing very well. We've opened up another office in Vaughan. So we got four offices. So we got Vaughan, Oakville, Markham, and Stouffville, our head office in Stouffville. Okay. And we're at about 63, 64 agents right now. Wow, so, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and growing. So I saw somewhere that you say that Rock Mortgage thinks, you know, outside of the lending box. Absolutely. So can you explain a little bit with what you mean by that and how does that shape your day-to-day? 100%. So, you know, when I started with the A lender business, we started looking at how we qualify individuals. And when you qualify individuals, it's like a box. It's this little square that each client has to fit in it. And it's not like that in our market, especially in Toronto. You know, you can't get a square peg into a circular hole. So when I thought of our tagline and we all sat in our boardroom and said, you know what, why don't we, because most of our guys do come from the banks, most of our agents, you know, it's let's think outside the lending box. Let's come up with a solution for the client. And that's how we came up with that. And it's not just your simple, oh, two pay stubs and a job letter and everybody gets their mortgage. I mean, a lot of people make income in so many different ways, especially self-employed people. And self-employed people were the biggest challenges we had when I was working in the a business industry. Yeah. And you make a good point there. Like obviously self-employed individuals are, you know, one of the biggest clientele that we see on a day-to-day basis. And a good thing about home trust is that we do think outside that box. We are looking for those solutions. And I know that you use home trust a lot. Maybe you can just talk about your experiences with home trust a little bit when dealing with, you know, a B client. Absolutely. So you go back to January 2017 when I started in this business, I didn't even know there was such thing as alternative lending. I didn't even know <laughs> B banks existed. I didn't even know private lenders lend out money. And I got my first deal and the client told me she was a B client. And I said, okay, a B client. Okay, let's think about this for a second. Who do I call? So I look around and there's Home Trust. I said, okay. I pick up the phone and one of your agents answered the phone. And it was a really tough deal. I probably made it a lot tougher than it had to be for him. But the client closed privately. And once the client closed privately, we had to bring it back into the alternative lender. And the reason why they had to close private was because they closed so fast. Mm. So I called Home Trust, and he told me what to do. And it took us three months to close that deal. Three months, okay? Mm. And not because... There was any slow end. It was all the slow end was on my side, okay? But when we sat down and he taught me pretty much the B lending side, Mm -hmm. and he kind of put me into reality. He said, you know what? This is it. This is how we got to do it. This is where they belong. And the client was so accepting. Like, I couldn't imagine having that conversation inside a bank, right? I'm like, oh, my God. I go, this person's going to kill me, right? And he goes, no, no, I get it. I understand. And and we, you know, we showed the down payment. We showed where the money came from. You know, client owned a body shop, and we did everything, and we moved the client out. And to this day, they're still with Home Trust. And uh, every year, we renew with them, and they're just happy, and she's referred me three other people. I learned my alternative lending through Home Trust. Wow. Right? And that's the reason why I feel loyal to Home Trust because of that. And that's probably the reason why I bring, I would say, 55 to $65 million every year to Home Trust. Wow, that's amazing. Well, yeah. we I think we've already hit it. that already, to be honest with you, since March wow. only. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys look at my portal, you'll see all my files there. <laughs> and they're getting approved as we speak, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you made a good point about underwriting and how they helped you, you know, work through that difficult deal. And I think that's one of the most important things that, you know, anybody that's listening to this podcast knows about home trust is that whether you're coming to a salesperson or you're going to an underwriter, you know, they're there to help you work through that file as well. We want to see that file get done. Absolutely. We want to make sure that it's, you know, as simple and efficient as possible as well. Right. And you know, the one thing is that there's always that brokerage between the banks and the client, there's the broker. And the broker's always stuck in the middle, right? And what I like about Home Trust is they understand that. So, you know, when I call one of your reps and I say, listen, you know, we're having a problem, the client's getting a little frustrated. What can we do? How can we fix this deal? Do we got to work around? What is it that we can do to fix this client? And we get an answer right away. Mm-hmm. And the client loves that. Yeah. I mean, listen, nobody likes to wait. Everybody wanted it done yesterday, yeah. right? Not today. I know, but I just got the deal yesterday. I know we're already late. We got to close <laughs> this by Friday, right? And we got to come up with a solution. So, yeah, yeah so it's great. It's Perfect. great. I also noticed that you have a very strong social media presence. So do you want to talk about social media? Because I love social media. I'm right. big in social media. I know, I and you do it a lot as well. So how does that help you grow your business? Well, you know what? To be honest with you, you know, again, pre-mortgage brokering, I thought social media really wasn't something that, you know, it was just something just to play with. And as I see what social media does... It's just so powerful, and I'm sure everybody could agree, especially the new generation, right? And, you know, I don't want to show my age out here, but I am 43. But, I mean, what happens here is you got a lot of younger people who are just looking through social media all the time. Mm -hmm. And those younger people are going to need some assistance sometimes from their parents or their spouses or whoever it is, and they go and start to talk with mom and dad about, hey, you know what, I'm looking at buying a condo. I need to buy a house. You know, let's give these guys a call. And that's how it all starts. And funny you said that because, you know, yesterday I did a post and I had three phone calls from the one post. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are you going to close every single mortgage? I wish I could, right? But if I can get one, two calls on every post I do, even one call on every post I do, Mm -hmm. that works for me. And it's not just the Facebook and it's not just the Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. I mean, there's so many programs out there. I mean, we got a rock mortgage app, mm-hmm. right? I mean, people download the app, they use the app to check rates and do calculations. So all the tools we can provide the client so they can make the right decision yeah. is what we're looking for. Yeah, and I think with social media too, I mean, it's a pretty simple to do, free Absolutely. advertising. Absolutely. And your reach is that much larger right. than just, you know, going to, you know, the people that you know. Now you're posting online where anybody can find you and find that information and then reach out to you. And like you said, you posted something yesterday and you got three connections. And we got from three it. connections. You know what's great? And when you do a great job for your client, believe it or not, some of your clients repost what you did. And what better advertising is to get from your friend or family member a referral, right? I mean, I could sit here all day and ask you to say, hey, send your brother over to me. I'm going to get him a mortgage. But they're not going to listen to me. And before you know it, you said, hey, call this guy. And here you go. So that's your greatest form of advertising, in my opinion. Exactly. And that's why, you know, our marketing team is so great as well, because they create a lot of content for us to post on social media. And our hopes is that our broker community is using that and, you know, sharing that within their community. And hopefully they get, you know, a deal or two out of that at least, right? Yeah. And, you know, in our office, we actually have home trust brochures. So when people come in that don't understand what alternative lending is or B lending is, and people call it different things, right? People call it B lending. People call it alternative lending. So, you know, I don't want to avoid any confusion whoever's listening to the podcast. But, you know, people come, oh, home trust. Oh, yeah, I heard of them. Well, here, this is where we're probably going. (laughs) So why don't you take a look and understand what the company is all about? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. How much of your business that your brokerage does alternative business? Okay, so last year in 2020, okay, which we thought was going to be a tough year, 
right? Because we all know that mm-hmm. there's this COVID thing going on. We closed about $310 million. And out of that $310 million, about 70% was alternative lending. That's a mind-blowing stat yeah, to me anyway. 210 that's a lot, million, right? That's a lot of it's lot a of lot of alternative. Because, because you know what? With the stress test that's out, with all the rule changes that are out, it's just not easy. The system, in my opinion, okay, and there's going to probably be a lot of talk about it. In my opinion, our system is designed for someone to get married, buy a house, pay it for 30 years, retire, and then we'll probably do a reverse mortgage on it and give it all back, right? But I mean, that's basically the way the system's designed. But what the alternative space does is it gives you the opportunity to purchase a rental property, you know, equity takeout and do pre-construction purchases. I mean, there's so many other options you can do on the alternative side, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at what the average salary is. I mean, it's just so hard. And I don't have to sit here and tell anybody what the prices of homes cost, yeah. right? Just go on. The news, and that's just enough. Forget social media. They'll tell you right off the bat, it's so hard to afford a home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, owning a condo is just already a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So, yeah, so the alternative space, in my opinion, is nothing but grow year over year tremendously. Yeah, and, and is that something as a whole, as a brokerage, you guys are really just focusing on alternative mortgages for the most part? We do. We do focus a lot on alternative mortgages. I mean, we do help a lot of clients on the A side for sure, mm-hmm. 100%. But when they come in with a situation where, this is where I come out thick outside the lending box, when you come up with a situation where, hey, I'm self-employed. Hey, I've been only working for a year at this place. Hey, I'm still on you know, collecting funds in so many different ways. It's not your typical way that a lot of the A banks are looking to get mortgages from, right? So what we do is we look at what other options there are. So, you know, one of the biggest things, and a lot of people don't understand, and I don't know if you're going to touch on it soon, but, you know, a lot of people don't understand what the GDS and TDS is, right? Are you going to talk about that or just try to jump right in? Just keep going. Keep on going. So, you know, you look at the GDS and the TDS, and if people who don't know what that is, is it's a gross debt service and our total debt service, right? And when we look at our gross debt service and our total debt service, it's $39.44, a majority on the A side. Now, when you start adding everybody's debt, principal, interest, taxes, everything into the ratios, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get into the 39-44 ratios, sure. right? So now you look at alternative lenders, home trust, 60-60, right? Those are very helpful. Those ratios push the envelope. They give the client more borrowing power. Now, they say, I know, but I'm going to have to pay a higher interest rate. I know, but let's think about this for a second. Are we accomplishing what you wanted? Did you want a house? Do you want this property? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's go into the alternative space. You may have to stay there for one year. You may have to stay there for two years. You may have to be there for three years. But you can always move yourself back into the A lender. And Home Trust has an A lending side, right? So what you do is you go into the B side. And then once you qualify on an A lender side, we can just switch you right back onto the A side. Yeah. All right? So, I mean, it's not always about rates. The first thing people say is, well, what's the best rate you can give? <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, what can you afford? Right? I mean, are you paying child support? Do you have six cars? You know, I mean, I got to include all that into your ratios. So when I look at your whole portfolio, I can find out exactly where you belong. Mm-hmm. Right? So if your ratios get pushed over and we got to go into the alternative space, you go into the alternative space. Yeah. Right? But at least you got what you wanted. Because let's think about it. Is the interest rates going as high as the prices of the houses that are going as high? Think about that for a second. Right? The house prices are going up higher than the interest rates are going up higher. Yeah. So get in. Or what are you going to do? So that's how I look at it. And people may see it differently, but, you know, you go into the A space or to the B space and people lock themselves on a five-year fix. And every young person I speak to, I always say, listen, this is great, but then you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids. 
And then that 500 square foot condo you bought is going to be a little tight, right? Especially when you guys have been married for more than two years, you're going to want a lot more space, yeah. right? So what I always say to them is say, don't look at a five-year fix because once you break the penalty on that mortgage, you paid way more than the interest rate you got in previous. So you always got to look at the mortgage as the product as what it's going to do for you. Don't look at today's interest rate because if you broke it in two years from now and it cost you 20000 to break the mortgage, did you really pay the 1.3 you got in the beginning? No. It would have been cheaper if you went privately, yeah. right? So, I mean, that's what you got to focus on and look at, right? So. Part of your motto there that I saw on some of your social media stuff is surrounding, you know, trust and transparency. And I think you touched on that a little bit earlier there when you were talking about, you know, having those conversations with clients. I'm just wondering when you're having those conversations with clients and, you know, you do a lot of B clients or alternative business, when those clients are coming into you, they probably all think that they're an A client. So how do those conversations happen where you're creating that trust and transparency with them? And I know that a lot of those conversations are probably difficult yep. when a client is really headset on a certain rate or yep. you know a product, and ultimately that's not where they're going to fit. So how does that conversation happen well, with those clients? I got to take big credit to my four by eight foot whiteboard, and it's funny. Client walks into my office. We go into my boardroom. Okay, the first thing they do. I don't even want to know what they want. Let's talk about a whole the mortgage industry. I need. Five minutes of your time to talk about the mortgage industry. And then you're going to tell me where you belong. I'm not going to tell you where you belong because you need to know the process. Mm -hmm. So I get my whiteboard. I show the process. Here's the A business. Here's the B business. Here's the private business. And I show them the ratios. And I show them the GDS and the TDS. And then I tell them, where do you think you belong? And that's it. And now that's where the trust comes in. Because I'm going to tell you something without the proof. Right? You can't judge someone unless you give them what the proof is, right? So we sit there and we say, listen, I'm a business for self. Okay. So what are we showing in terms of taxes to the government? A little bit low. And of course, I mean, it makes sense, right? Your business for self, usually they are a little bit low. Right. So that means that maybe we're going to have to go over here. So that's where that trusted and transparency is. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is the process. You tell me where you belong. I didn't know what you wanted until you walked into my office. Now you put yourself where you belong. And that's usually exactly how the conversation starts and that's how the trust begins it's a very good process to be honest it's the best way yeah because i can sit here and talk and talk and talk and talk but all you're hearing is am i going to the a side am i going to get the 99 percent interest rate am i also going to get a ten thousand dollar cash back are you also going to pay my mortgage for the year no 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 <laughs> let's stop all that stuff let's be realistic let's dial it down to realistic and let's look at everything on the board and say no this is where you belong now if they say hey you know what listen my wife and i or my husband and i or my partner and i have been working for our jobs for 10 years and we're making you know x amount of money and our credit score is great well hey yay away we go then let's do it i'm not going to put you where you don't belong i'm going to put you where you belong right and a lot of people don't realize their scores right well people say oh geez i got my score i got a little bit bruised i know but that's a factor so a 900 score is perfect right it's pretty high that's right that's, right. that's I mean, it's the best you can get even though mine's a 95 but whatever so <laughs> 900 is perfect okay so you get a 900 credit score all those people that are keeping their credit score solid deserve some sort of exception to get into that so you could be making two hundred thousand dollars but if you got a credit score under 600 the banks don't want to look at it right right so i mean there's just so many factors i think of mortgages like a soup you know you got to put all the right ingredients in there and once you get the right ingredients that's where we got to go and when you have clients coming in obviously mortgages are a 
going to be somebody's like biggest investment that they ever do in their lifetime, of course, right? Of course. So how do you personally, when clients come into your office or want to set up an appointment with you, you know, sit down, meet with you for the first time, how do you make that process less intimidating for them? Because, you know, it would scare a lot of people coming into you, talk to you about their first mortgage possibly, yep. or somebody who's in a really bad situation and it's very difficult for them to talk about their credit or their income situation, family, right. lifestyle. So how do you right. make that more inviting for them? Well, I want to hear something. Let's start with the first time home buyers. Sure. Okay. I love the first time home buyers because I used to be one too. Okay. So you're a first time home buyer. A lot of people don't understand the mortgage process. Okay. So I use my football analogy. You're the quarterback. You throw me the ball. I take it to the end zone for you. Okay. Very simple. Okay. We sit down and we explain the process. And there's a lot of questions. I was like, oh, I got a lot of stupid questions. I got a lot of dumb questions. They're not stupid or dumb questions. You just don't know. Ask the questions. That's what we get paid to do. Mm -hmm. Like, don't make us make money for not working. Right? Tell us what it is you want to know and how we're going to do it. You do get a first-time home buyer's credit of $4,000. You do get a lot of things that you wouldn't realize that you would get. So let's have that conversation and talk about it. A lot of the times people don't believe the ratios, right? So they'll say to me, oh, how do I know? You know what? Let me get my laptop. Let me pop it up on the screen. Let's do the application together. Let's do the application. So we did the whiteboard. You know what the ratios are. You know where we belong. Let's put all the stuff on the application. I throw it up on my big board. And there you go. Look at your ratios. Ooh, 62-67. Yeah. Right? <laughs> see? See see what I mean? Right? And people say, well, is there anything you can do about it? But there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, you're coming to us to help you get the mortgage. We're going to do everything we can to try to help you. But what you need to understand is you have all the tools to use a mortgage broker to help you do that. You know, mortgage brokers, lawyers, real estate agents, we're all a dime a dozen. You just got to find the right dime, right? And when you look at the person that's going to help you, you start to build that trust and that relationship because we know that it doesn't just stop with that client. You know, what about the client's brother, sister, family, friend? Where's the referral business? Because that's the best referrals you're ever going to get. That's a great yeah. answer. You know, sometimes, sorry, Brenton, I got, you got me going here. Sometimes, you know, when you look at some people who can't qualify, you know, they don't realize all the alternatives they have. And some people I see, I go, you know, oh, I went to private. But why did you go to private? You didn't have to go to private. Why didn't you go on the B side? Mm. Oh, I didn't know. You went A to C without the B? Right? How do you go A to C without the B? <laughs> right? Get in the B. So you look at the C side and you're like, okay, you know what? We could have brought you into the B. We could have went to home trust. We could have got you a line of credit. Right? You know, when you go to the private side, you're paying for both lawyers, you're paying extra fees. You didn't have to do that. Right. Home Trust has got non-conforming programs. Let's look at the non-conforming programs. There's so many programs that are out there. Think of all the houses and properties that are out there, and 90% of them are mortgaged. They're getting it from somewhere. Right? So talk to the person that you can sit down with, say, this is where we got to go, this is where we want to move to, and there's an alternative for you. And that's why we go to the alternative lending. And I think and part of our, you know, talking points as well when we're talking to brokers in the industry is that you know a lot of times your client will go straight to private when the conversation hasn't even been had with us about you know can this fit into something with the b side of course or you know we're really big on know your client asking the right questions a lot of times those questions aren't even asked right and they just think that's the easiest route to go right to private when if you asked a few more questions, you would probably get a lot more information from the client and know that, okay, I can actually get you into, you know, a home trust, right? I can get you a classic mortgage. I can get you a home trust equity line visa, right? Absolutely. And that's the conversation you have to have with the client. And you know what? Listen, guys, life happens, okay, to every single one of us, no matter who it is, okay? And what's good about home trust is they understand life happens. COVID hits, people lost their jobs. You know, unfortunately, people have to go through separations. They have to help their children if their children got through separations. 
All of us go through it. I don't care who tells me any differently. We all go through it, okay? Because if I tell you all my stories, I'm going to make you guys all cry. It's going to be like Oprah in here, right? So what I want you guys to do is you just understand that there's different options. And sometimes people just make a quick decision just because they didn't get the right information. And it sucks because the client ended up paying $15,000, $20,000 more just because they didn't get the right information. So how fair is that to your client? Right. Right? It's not. So. Okay, one last question here. Shoot. Only one more? Only one more. Having fun here. What, okay, well, we can keep talking. Okay, I'll ask you this question. I don't, I don't think anyone's turned the station off yet. <laughs> okay, what's one quality you think an alternative broker needs to have success in this industry? Okay, understand where the client belongs, period. Done. That's all I can say. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay, because what they'll do is everyone believes we're all A clients. So I wish I was an A client. I got mortgages myself. I'm a B client. Because I'm going to tell you, it is what it is, right? right? So understand that. And when I came in the industry in January 2017, I didn't understand that. I really didn't. And we hire brokers. And every time a new broker comes into my office, that's the first thing I explain to them. Guys, I do that ABC slide with the new agents and with the new clients every single day. Like, I'm surprised. I sleep at night and my hand's moving. My wife's like, what are you doing? I go, sorry, I'm doing the same sketch again understand and you know what and it's not forever it's not forever right nothing lasts forever good or bad nothing lasts forever okay so it's one year on the alternative side it's one year in the private whatever it is and then we move you and put you where you belong it'll get better so you just have to just be patient but brokers have to understand that i wish we all can just walk into a branch and get it done it just doesn't work like that I don't know what else to say about that. I'll ask one more question, though, too. So when you're looking to use a lender or place a file with a lender, say, on the alternative side, what's something that you look for in that lender that it's going to make you want to keep sending them files? Right. So, again, it's the customer service, okay? So we're the middle man, middle woman between the client and the bank. And the clients want answers, and the clients want to know what happens and what's going on with their file, and they're anxious, and they're, you know, we got to get this thing done. So when we look at the alternative space, a lot of banks, like HomeTrust, has portals and you guys have a great portal that we can communicate so it's not like i got to pick up the phone every two minutes i make a note on the portal and bam half an hour i get an answer back mm-hmm. call the client oh wow that was great we got my answer back so fast so that is the main important thing the client we all work for the client we all get paid because of the client so in our heads and i try to say this even when i speak to lawyers and real estate agents at the end of the day we do what we got to do for the client right. they're paying us no client no pay Mm-hmm. Right? So let's make sure that we're working for the client. So the client needs something, let's get the answers to this client. What I love to, and I know I touched on this before, are those ratios. The ratios are big. And with the stress test, you know, as of you know, September 2021, you know, we're qualifying a five and a quarter. Five and a quarter as a big interest rate to qualify people for a mortgage. And that's what brings those ratios up. And when you get 60-60 ratios like you do at Home Trust, you have a lot more borrowing power, a lot more wiggle room. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, last question here. So is sure, there a last question? Yes, yes. Brandon, I'm, I'm sure this time. All right, good go, buddy. Is there a client story that you can think of off the top of your head right now that would demonstrate oh, your unique approach absolutely. to, you know, taking in the application, working with that client? Maybe it's more of a struggle or it's more complex. Where do I start, Brandon? Where do I start? Well, let's only talk about this week. Okay. How's that? Sure, that okay. works. That works. So I had a client of mine who bought two condos, okay, pre-construction, okay, he ended up getting ill, couldn't work. So we had to close privately. We closed privately. The client didn't want to sell them because he's waiting for his kids to get a little bit older. And uh, I said to the client, well, what do we do next? And he says to me, he goes, I guess I'm going to have to continue private. No. Why do we have to continue private? Now we move you to home trust. 
He goes, like, we can qualify at home trust? I go, yes, we can qualify at home trust. You're saying your sons are going to turn 18 next year, right? Then you said your son wants to sell it. So home trust has a non-conforming program. Let's bring you into the non-conforming program. You get out your private. You stay into home trust for a year. And we move you or you sell it or do what you got to do next year. Yeah. He says, well, that's fantastic. And I swear to God, okay, on my life, okay, on my kids. He is now a consultant in my office because he did not realize that these programs exist. And he says to me, he goes, oh, my God. He goes, I had to reassign two condos because I don't know how I was going to close these things. I'm sorry you did because you could have made yourself another $75,000 on each condo. Yeah. Right? You just lost $150,000. So the guy you assigned it to just made it. Right? He goes, yeah, but I didn't know these programs existed. So on September 29, he sends me a message. He already has two clients coming into the office tomorrow. So there you go. Wow. You guys got to see there's so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity to get the client going. And he's like, if this was around, if I knew you three years ago, I know that's what everybody says, but I'm taken now. Yeah. Right? But, <laughs> right? But I was saying, if you do it three years ago, right, we could have, you could have saved them. And now he has two more pre-constructions closing, and we're going to do the exact same thing. Wow. So, I mean, that's just the one example. But I can go on for hours. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't think there's enough time, and people only take an hour to get to work, so they're probably going <laughs> to hang up on us or close the podcast. <laughs> that's okay. Well, Enzo, I want to thank you very much for joining oh, us no on problem. the podcast. We really appreciate well, you. Listen, you. before you cut me off there, I want to say one thing too. Home trust, okay, and not because we're doing this podcast, okay? This is my transparency and true thing, okay? Okay. Because I really believe that. Hardcore. Absolutely. I tell the client all the time, this is it. If you don't like it, this is the story. So I want to tell the same thing to Home Trust. In the last five years I've been working with Home Trust, I have nothing but great things to say. And that's the honest to God. Because of you guys, I've built my database. I've kept my client relationship strong. And the amount of cards I get and thank yous and bottles of wine every Christmas is unbelievable. And I thank all my clients for giving me all the bottles of wine. They know what I like now. Right? So I really want to thank you guys at Home Trust for everything you do and keep it going. Well, we want to thank you for your continued support. Let's finish up the year very strong and have a really great 2022. Thank you, Brendan. I really appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you very much. Bye, everyone. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.